What up, world? It's your past first point guard, Trailblazer reporter Mike Richmond. You are listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and now also on YouTube. If you are listening to the show and you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, please go ahead and do that. Go over to YouTube, search Locked On Blazers, subscribe to the show. I would truly, truly appreciate it. Today's episode is a very special one. We are joined after a week hiatus due to the holidays here with Jason Quick of The Athletic, friend of the program. Jason, how you doing? I'm doing well, Michael. I'm sorry you're missing the snow a bit in Oregon. Yeah, it is uh, it is 70 degrees in North Carolina. So I, wow. I wore a t-shirt and shorts on Christmas. It is um, maybe the other side of the climate change is happening here in yeah. these parts. Um, but I am missing the snow. My neighbor sent me a picture of my snowy house and I was sad to not be uh, not to be in it. Are you snowed in in, in beautiful Southeast Portland? No, no, it's warming up. It it uh, got a dusting of snow this morning, but it's not really sticking on the streets or anything. You get to take the, uh, the dog out in the snow and have some fun? Oh, yeah, All a right. couple times, All yeah. Right. Good, good. That's what really matters, so um, I'm glad yeah. to hear it. Um, during Other than the snow event in Portland, mostly the Blazers have been losing basketball games. Um, let's just kind of start with that stuff. We're, we're recording this on a Thursday uh, afternoon, my time, but uh, Blazers lost to the uh, Jazz last night. Like, what what do you make of these last couple games? And like, is, can we learn anything from looking at this version of the trailblazers? Oh, what to make and what can we learn? I, you know, I've kind of just not discarded, but I'm not putting much into any of these games. I I, I think it's, it's really hard to. Yeah. Um, And when you look at all the games around the NBA, it's really hard to, for me to, put much stock in anything that's going on right now, just because I think everyone's in survival mode and just trying to, I mean, being able to have enough players uh, to go out and compete is a struggle for teams right now. Yeah. Literally. And so I think it's, yeah, just being able to field the team. Yeah. So I, I, I think it's, uh, it would be unfair to, to criticize or to, put any stock or make any judgments about anything that's going on in NBA court right now. Yeah. It's, it's a weird time. The, the, the problem is it's like, I, I agree with you. Like, it's like, Oh, you know, if you're playing, uh, you know, CJ Ellaby and Cameron McGriff, a bunch of minutes, like this isn't, this isn't the team you, you planned on having, right. This isn't, this isn't the team you built, yeah. but it's also like the Blazers are losing and keep falling kind of further back down the standings. Like they're not going to get to unfortunately get these back. Um, so it's like, these are kind of nonsense games, but um, the hole keeps getting bigger for them. Um, this was a question that came up a bunch uh with listeners earlier this week and I'll, I'll put it to you is is this season salvageable like do you, can they get back and be a playoff team or like what wh- where do you see this heading um well certainly i think they can get back in playoff contention just because the west is right. uh, so muddled around you know probably after what fourth place third place yeah there's i think there's four uh, good teams like i think memphis is is a kind of a cut above and then and then yeah. everybody else after that yeah so i I think it is if they get hot and this team historically has found itself. Uh, obviously there's different circumstances now, different staff, different roster. Sure. Um, but you know, Dame has always kind of found a gear mid season, late season. And I think a couple moves could elevate this team. And again, it's not going to take much. Right. I think a, a simple, you know, winning, 
seven out of 10 or something could vault this team into six, maybe. Exactly. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. So it depends what your, what is, uh, kind of your benchmark for being uh, a salvageable season. Totally. I mean, I think both of you and I thought this was like a sixth, sixth, somewhere between fifth and seventh in the West. And I don't think that is out of reach. Um, you know, if, if you were at the beginning of the season, if you had higher hopes, I think the higher hopes are out of reach, but somewhere like sixth, seventh in the West is still in like within the, the realm. I'd, I'd say. I think if they make some moves. Yeah. Uh, this, this roster has to get better to do that. Um, so right. whether or not those moves are out there to be made, I don't know because it takes two to tangle. And I think that's what Joe Cronin's biggest, um, hurdle is right now is finding other teams who want to engage and, and make meaningful moves. Uh, cause again, I think it's really early right now right. in late December to be making, um, you know, significant moves. I would agree. Yeah, I think I think and also then now all of the covid pauses and and teams having that like there aren't no right. one wants to make big structural changes while they're just uh you know struggling to get eight available players, you know. Um so uh, I I think uh, yeah, I think the covid out, outbreaks is, is really hurting the Blazers not only because they have players out but because it is restricting probably the ability or willingness of other teams to make moves the the blazers as i said probably other than philadelphia are the most are the team with the most urgency right now sure. to make a move and so all these covid uh cases are really hurting their chances to immediately improve you got to assume those uh, everything is still on the table like nothing has changed in terms of like pretty much everyone other than dame they're going to look to they would they would consider trading is it that fair to say still yeah, I would think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, you know, I, I think the big elephant in the room is obviously CJ McCollum, um, in his trade availability. But you know, his health stuff, and and um, and then again across the league, I think it's. I think we're just in a waiting period. I would assume that it happens closer towards you know, the deadline, right? Like we're talking February more than January would be my guess. Uh, probably realistically, but I I think again, Portland has an urgency. It's going to matter. It's going to depend on uh, how willing other teams are to to engage. Sure. And a lot of that is going to have to be, you know, if teams fall out of playoff contention or their ownership makes a shift uh, in thinking, or if a team gets uh, kind of anxious right. to and feel like they need to make a move urgently. But I, I don't think right now is that time. Sure. Okay. So it could be the next month, but it's certainly not. We're recording this on December 30th. Um, probably not this week. Um, right. Let's, let's come back in the second segment um, and talk a little about Damien Lillard. Um, we got to, we got to sort of address the Damien Lillard news. We'll do that in the second segment. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get there, let me tell my listeners about prize picks. It's the best uh, NBA DFS prop game on the market, offering more NBA props than any other daily fantasy sports prop operator. All your superstar players, plus a whole bunch of dudes at the end of the bench. It is daily fantasy made easy. Um, if you haven't checked it out, I'm telling you, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I've downloaded the app. Basically you pick between two and five players and you just pick their over under projections against the projected numbers you're not playing against experts you're not playing in a field or a bunch bunch of other entries it's just you versus what prize picks 
chooses as the over-under from points, assists, rebounds, threes made, etc. All that. Super simple. And if you use the promo code NBA when you're making your first deposit, you'll get a 100% instant match up to 100 bucks. So you put in $100, it magically becomes $200. And then you can bet on uh, on all your projections. You can, If you're feeling lucky, you can choose to get them all right. If you're feeling like it might get you know two out of five right, you, the odds change a little bit and you can still win money. Super easy to do. I've enjoyed doing it. I think you will too. Go to pricepicks.com. Use that promo code NBA. Or go to the App Store and download the app. That's Prize Picks Daily Fantasy Made Easy. Right. Still chatting here with Jason Quick of The Athletic. Jason, I'll just put it to you straight. Why is Damian Lord so mad at you? <laughs> uh, that's a great question. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think, first of all, I think this is really weird um, that I'm taking up so much of his headspace. I think it's sad to see him like this. Um, and I think it's, it's unfortunate because obviously his feelings were hurt and I wasn't trying to hurt his feelings. And that's the worst feeling ever is when you hurt someone's feelings and you're not trying to. Sure. Um, but you were there, Mike, you, you had a front row seat for it. I did. I, I think uh, I was sitting in the second row technically, but yes, no, I was sitting in the front row, literally the front, you were sitting the literally front row. a front row seat. Yeah. Sitting right next to me pregame before the Charlotte game. Mm-hmm. And Damian Lillard uh, broke from his warm up and walked up to me and said, did you really write that the Blazers should trade me? And I don't think I wrote that. <laughs> to be honest, I, I think I said, Right now, the Blazers should consider everything mm-hmm. at the point of where they're at in their season and their trajectory. They've reached a crossroads, and nothing should be off the table. I told him that. He turned around immediately, did not want to have a discussion, walked away, and then everyone saw what happened post-game. He was one or two words with every question I asked, and then he you know, did his whatever – he said, that's how it's going to be. That's how it's going to be. Uh, that's how it's going to be yeah. handled, I believe is what he said, um, which was a surprise. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't. Uh, so, you know, my, my point is, it, what if Toronto said, you know, DeMar DeRozan means too much to this uh, organization. He's been so loyal. He's been so great. Never going to trade him. They would have never had a title. Right. What if the Cowboys would have said, no, Herschel Walker's too big a name. We're never going to trade him. They wouldn't have their Super Bowl titles. I think at the position that the Blazers are in, where they're in, I don't, disarray might be too much, too big of a word, but they are staring at some very big questions sure, right now. Sure. And they have to decide a path that they're going to take. I don't think they have a clear-cut path on, on where they want to go right now. And so they need to consider all of their options. Do I think they should trade him? No. I think he means a ton to this organization. I think he's still a very good player. Right. But I think they need to listen. What if they get a Kawhi Leonard and bunch of pick types type offer? They have to consider that. So, I mean, it's it's really 
frustrating and surprising that he has reacted in this fashion. Um, and the, you know, the whole respect thing and all that. I mean, come on. Nobody's respected that guy more than me. <laughs> Nobody has looked to, to illustrate his strengths and his value more than me. So, yeah, you've, uh, um, you've spent a lot of time writing about what, what Dame means to the community and why he's special here, um, to the point where I've yeah. even teased you about it, that you haven't written a, hey, when are you going to write about Dame's loyalty piece? You have, you've been, it's been three months. When are you going to write it again? Um, so, yeah. I don't. I mean, to me, the, the interesting thing or the sort of surprising thing is that um, this comes on the heels of Dame was kind of mad at Shams and, uh, and Sam Amick for a story they wrote. And then he was mad at Adrian Wojnarowski for a story that he wrote in ESPN. And now he's, he's mad at you for a story you wrote. It's like, I've never, I don't know that I've ever seen and the, the uh, whatever it is. Like, I don't, I've never seen Dame this mad. Like, this is, this is, a, um, this is like, as he matures and gets older, I've, I've never seen Dame act out like this in in um in sort of the public space um maybe he's been like this behind closed doors and plays we haven't seen but i've never seen him do this um and it just seems like um whatever the situation is this is the time that he's sort of choosing to air his grievances well he's also never had a season like this too right Absolutely. And and that has to factor in. Um, the frustrations have to factor in. You know, he, he got ejected for the first time in his career the last week. He got a tech at the end of the at the jazz game and kind of asked out of the game. So like as that was happening, you know, like. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not going to pretend to know what he's thinking or right. what he's feeling. Right. I, I, I can't do that. I can only try to understand him and I don't understand it right now. So, uh, you know, I'm not going to try to inflame this or, you know, I, I don't want to. I hate that it's about me. Right. I hate that I'm involved in it. Um, so I, I don't want to make it bigger than it is because this is his thing. It's not my thing. Yeah. And I, and I think um, I, I've, I've said this to you, but like I have seen you do more controversial stuff than say the Blazers should make Dame Lillard available for a trade um, in the seven years. And I didn't say they should make him available. I said they should consider everything. Right. Right. I didn't say they should put him on the market. I said they should consider everything, including if a offer it includes a look. yeah i mean i think t- for me <laughs> like and i'm i'm um you know i do this as it's basically a hobby for me um i'm not around it as much it's not my job um and and you spend way more time around it like i don't think i don't find that to be super offensive um i find that to be a reasonable basketball yeah. i find that to be a reasonable basketball thing um and i would say it here if the blade like yeah i um i don't think the blazers should maybe consider this before february 10th trade deadline but um they shouldn't hang up the phone on those calls like they should figure out what what it looks like um because it wasn't too long ago when it felt like dame might ask for a trade like they're it's it's the the sort of whack part of like loyalty in in the league is like in some ways the team has to figure out what's out there um to some extent or they just have to go all in and give them the contract extension and and commit and all those things like you gotta yeah you gotta make a choice at some point I can't find a better example than the Toronto Raptors and DeMar DeRozan. Absolutely. Absolutely. Where he was I mean just, there there's uh, this is right there. Boom. That that's why. That's why you don't ever say I'm not going to trade someone. Yeah. Yeah, because that that team was successful and good and DeMar was a multi-time all-star and they did something that um you know, they traded one of the best players in franchise history away and they got the thing that everyone's chasing is one shot at a championship. Exactly. 
let's let's come back in the third segment talk a little bit more about basketball jason thanks for uh thanks for sharing a little insight on whatever is going on in that world before before we do that before we close out the show i want to tell my listeners about built bars the best tasting protein bar that there is um there's no trick here uh, there's no hook even they're just making delicious protein bars comes in just a whole bunch of delicious flavors including limited time offers always popping up with new flavors at built.com if you're me reaching for cookies and cream or you're reaching for peanut butter brownie but you're going to find anything that meets meets your flavor palette, meets meets your preferences. They're all covered in 100% chocolate. They've got a candy bar-like texture, and they pack a punch. 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and no more than 5 grams of net carbs. They're all tasty. They're all healthy. So go get yourself some. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15. You get 15% off your order. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Still a pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond. Still listen to Lockdown Blazers. Still chatting here with Jason Quick of The Athletic. Jason, one of the things that stuck out to me the last eight games without CJ McCollum is that Anthony Simons hasn't really put it together. Um, he hasn't been bad, per se. He's had some bad games, for sure. And he hasn't been bad, per se. But he kind of hasn't seized this moment. Um, what... What do you do? What do you make of sort of what Ant has been like the last eight games? Because like I said, he hasn't been bad, but he hasn't jumped into this space that's that's been available to him. Well, I think the biggest thing that concerns me with Anthony, like coming into this season that I, I thought was really glaring last season was his ability to handle the ball. His ball security was suspect. Mm-hmm. And I think that's still an area of concern. And when you're trying to make him be a point guard or a person who facilitates that's concerning yeah uh you know he gets he gets the ball picked from him quite a bit or knocked away and you can see him kind of picking up his dribble sometimes or really shielding that now that being said i have been impressed with his passing i mean last night against the jazz he made a beautiful left-handed uh pass lob pass to lillard Mm -hmm. that lillard converted for a a lay-in so I, I think his passing and his vision, his court vision, has has improved, yep. which I like. But I'm still concerned about him as a ball handler and how easily he's he's being uh, disrupted there. Yeah, even when when teams don't take the ball away from him, uh, a lot of, like teams just get up into his space, and then the Blazers have trouble getting into stuff, and then it's like twelve on the shot clock, and you're making your your first cut or whatever, and then they get they get like some sort of just like bad possessions and late clock because the defender is getting up into Ant and kind of being really physical with him. And I think um, it's that was a little bit of the case last year and they kind of moved him off the ball. They said, we're not going to do this anymore. Like he's just not going to play point guard very much. Um, And he was, and and he's made some strides there, but he's, it's definitely still a weakness of his game. I, I agree with you for sure. Um, I think I, 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 all, all said and done that I, I think this has been a net positive season so far for, for Ann. I would agree. I would you agree. Know, I think, I think though that the number one thing that he will work on this summer is ball hand. Yep. I think that has to be the number one thing he works on and improves. And I think that is an area where you can get better. Absolutely. You know, there's, and it's something you can do at home. It's something you can do one-on-one, you know? Right. One trainer um, in the gym. Exactly. It's different than like yep. working on your defense. It's like you can, you can literally go with your workout guy and Phil Beckner can, can make you yep. a better ball handler for sure. Yep. So, but, but all in all, I, I think this has been a net positive for Ant. I, I like what I see from him. Of course, with young players, you know, 
the thing that holds him back is that they, they can't do the, the great things consistently. Right. And we've seen him score 26 and then, I don't know, like four of the next game yeah, or yeah, something, yeah, you exactly. know? So, uh, but all in all, 30 games into uh, this season, I, I think this has been a, been good for him. Yeah, I would agree that in general, it's a net, a, a net positive. Like he's, um, he can pass he can make reads particularly when his feet are set he can see the, he can see reads that he didn't see in the past i still live dribble passing is not really a strength for him um but he's he can and i i think to me if ant was in another role like if he didn't play next to if he didn't play all his minutes next to sort of dame or cj or norm like other other guards like in his size like it, his defensive deficiencies wouldn't stand out as much they feel worse because it's like you're playing next to some other guys who are struggling a little bit on defense. And it's like, Oh no, another guy who can't guard. And like, if the roster was different or if, you know, if his teammates were different, coworkers were different, it would, it wouldn't, um, to me, I don't think it would, um, it would feel as, uh, dicey, I guess, as it does. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll say this. I mean, I, I think, you know, one of the decisions this team has moving forward is ants free agency. Yes, He's going to be a restricted a free agent. And right now I would say, Yes, bring him back. I, I think that that's where I would be on him. I, I, I think you have to sign him, and not not have to, but uh, I would like to see him come back. I think there's still a, a lot there. Yeah. Um, oh, I, I I'm I'm willing to wager that he's a long term NBA starter. Like, I, yep. I, I think like if I had to, I don't project him as an all star or anything like that, but like a long term NBA starter. Um and. He does the thing. The thing he does is maybe the most valuable thing in the sport is he can dribble into his own shot. Um, that is a yep. that is a thing that a lot of you know every team. You look at the really the best teams in the league, and everyone's like they could use one more shot creator. Oh, the Suns could use one more shot creator, even though they have Chris Paul and Devin Booker, right? Like, it's the most valuable skill. Um, it is just absolutely the most valuable skill. And if you can do that, um, well, you might make nineteen million dollars a year, a la Norman Powell and Evan Fournier and Gary Trent Jr. and all those things. Um, uh, and I think that's an area too, and and why this season has been a net positive for him is because that has probably been the biggest revelation of Anthony this year is is seeing him be able to create his own shot and drive and yep. uh you know create because previously in Portland all we saw him do basically was shoot the three yep. spot up and shoot mm-hmm. you know. And so this year we've really been able to see what it looks like with him slashing and creating and driving uh, the little floaters and stuff. I really didn't know he had all of that. Yeah. And uh, he can really be a beautiful player at times. Oh, so yeah. uh, I, I, I think you invest in him and I think you bring him back. Yeah, I would agree. Um, however, to, 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 to point out your, your uh, note is that everything's on the table and if, if so, yep. if someone really wants uh, Amphrey Simons for the right price, you have to take the call. I don't think he's, I don't think he's untradeable by any means. Um, Ant, no. please don't get mad at me. Um, <laughs> what, all I mean is that it's the, it's kind of the way the league, <laughs> it's kind of the way the league works. I'm sorry. And it's kind of a business. Yeah. It's. <laughs> oh well. Um, everyone is entitled to be mad at what they're mad at. You know, I, I, I firmly believe yeah. that you, you are allowed to be upset at whatever upsets you. So um, that's, that's uh, I'll let it go. Uh, what do you, we've seen a, a ton of Larry Nance at center. Um, what do you make of Larry's offense? Cause I've, to me, his, his offense I, is a little concerning to me. I think the, I think the team is finally s- starting to realize 
what he brings. Mm-hmm. I think he's been I think he's been really underutilized, particularly in the pick and roll. I, I think they need to engage him in pick and rolls more often and allow him to facilitate off the roll. Yeah. They don't hit him enough off off his uh, slips and rolls. Yeah. You know, get him in the middle uh, of the floor as a decision maker. Yep. Yes. Yes. Draymond Green type. Well, Chauncey know? Billups specifically, uh, when when they made the starting lineup move, and I kind of was like, um, I don't know, pestering, but asking Chauncey Billups a bunch of questions about like, you told us Larry Nance was a five, and now you're starting with power forward. What the hell? Um, he specifically mentioned Draymond Green, and I because I was like, are you worried yeah, about um, Nance's shooting? Um, and he's like, right. I envision him more as a Draymond Green who does so many things as a connector on offense that the shooting isn't as big yep. of a problem. And yep. Yeah. So I think they need to go to that more. Sure. I, I think, and I think, I don't know if it's been um, that they didn't understand it or there's a reluctance or what, but I, I think there's the times that they've done it. Um, I can't remember what game it was. It was the New Orleans game. Yep. The recent New Orleans game. And I thought they really had some nice pick and roll plays with him. And it was kind of a, aha moment Mm -hmm. you know like oh shoot yeah he can be really good in this uh role or in in this type of usage but still i'd like to see more of it because i think he can get that uh pass and then look and analyze i think he's a really smart player um but i i also think that that i i would agree in your assessment that larry's been a little bit of a disappointment offensively because I think he is, I don't know, pressing is the right word, but I think he wants to show what he can do. Yeah. And so uh, when he hasn't been able to execute it, it, he gets frustrated and he's pressing and or, or trying to show all that. And I, I think it's kind of manifested into uh, a big ball of frustration. Yeah. Some of it is I think he's he's been a little re- bit reluctant to shoot threes and whatever. Yeah. And I think that clogs up the gums up the works, but I would like him just to shoot mid range jumpers. If he gets them, like if he catches it in the mm-hmm. middle of the floor, just take a, take a 17 footer. Like if you're wide open, take it, just shoot the ball. Um, yeah. I think there's sometimes when he holds the ball on those and I know the nerds will come after me, but I'm one of you. I'm one of you people. <laughs> and I think a wide open mid range jumper is kind of fine. Um, and I think his free throw shooting has been, you know, he's under 70% from the line. And so then like getting fouled on drives isn't always valuable. So I, um, I'm a big, I'm a Nance believer, but I was, I've wanted him to be a little more on offense than he, than he has been. Um, is there any other, but I would, I would, I would pin that on the system more than on him. Yeah. And I, I, and I, I, think, I think, I think his chemistry with, I think Dame they're trying to figure him out. Yeah. I think his chemistry in, with Dame hasn't come along. Like I thought it would, like I thought he'd be plug and play one of yeah. the best pick and roll guys in the league. And I don't think him and Dame have the same you know, um, him, right. Damon Nurk have it beautiful, like down to a science. And, and when it's humming, yeah. it's really humming. Obviously it doesn't always work, but when, and they don't, he doesn't really, Dame hasn't developed that with Larry Nance. And they've, they've kind of gone and, to this playground style where they're running a lot of just straight up spread, pick and roll and read and react stuff. Yeah. I think, you know, Chauncey said it, um, a couple of games ago that he told the team to Stop thinking so much. Yep. And I think he wanted to just become more reactive and instinctual. Mm-hmm. And I think we've seen that help the offense um, at times. You know, I thought the Charlotte game, the Memphis game, and the New Orleans game before all the, the COVID stuff hit, thought those were probably their best offensive games oh, yeah. in a stretch in a, in a long time, you know? Yeah. And I think it was because he kind of, I don't, 
I don't know about loosening the reins, but I, as I said, told them not to think so much. Yeah. And I also think um, Chauncey, become more reactive. Yeah, I, I think Chauncey calls a bunch of shit from the sidelines, and I think he's just calling less stuff. Like I, he's um, maybe loosen the reins, just like a little, slightly less hands on, or saying like more calling concepts. Hey, you go to the corner, and then we'll run it, as opposed mm-hmm. to like um, really specific things where they were trying to get Dame off two screens from the baseline. You got to set it up there and blah, blah, blah. It's like, some of it is just like, let's, let's spread them out and let Dame be Dame. And as Dame has shot it better over the last two weeks, um, they look like a better offensive team. And this is kind of always what we envision them, right? Is like a really good offensive team that was not very, maybe not very good on defense. Um, And they're getting, they're getting close to that. And again, it matters so much for this team that Dame is good. Yeah, you know that that he plays at a high level, and I think for the last I don't know two weeks he's he's played at a pretty pretty high level. Yeah, I mean, and that helps. I, I think there is a lot of tendency that people are now saying like, I knew this team wasn't going to be good. I knew this team wasn't going to be good, and like, sure, sure, but I don't think anyone knew Damian Lillard was going to shoot thirty percent from three for half the year. Like, yeah. you might have had your doubts about this team. You might have had your doubts about a brand new coach, about the roster, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. You might have been a big Terry Stotts believer and think they fell off a cliff. But you, you didn't peg Damian Lord to shoot 30% from three for half the year. You didn't see this coming. And, and yeah. the number... And, and CJ at 40. Right. Yeah, it's, it's exactly. And it's like the number one... The number one reason why this team is struggling is because they used to have one of the 10 best players in the league. And Damian Lord hasn't been that for the majority of the yeah. season. If he is, it changes the calculation, and he's looked, he's approached that certainly over the last uh, ten days or so. They have at least four more wins if Dame is the regular Dame. Absolutely, absolutely, and if four more wins puts they'd be like in eighth in the puts West. Puts them right in the thick yeah, of it. Yeah, exactly. Yep. The West right stinks, the um, and they could and yep. literally four. You know, the difference in if they had fourteen wins or whatever it was, sixteen wins, they'd be it'd be a totally different ball game. Um, I agree. Yep. I think it's sometimes it is as simple as that. Uh, Jason, let's let's get you out of here so you can go enjoy your last days of 2021. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, dear listeners. Yeah, but first, Michael, hit me. Um, I mean, I, I haven't been tuning into your uh, your episodes from this week, but have you told? Oh, I have your a, listeners about yeah, your basement. This is this is um, if you're watching on, on the video. Um, this is my childhood bedroom. This is the place. <laughs> it's actually the. If you want to really get technical, this is the bedroom that I lived in as a teenager uh, after my sister moved out. Um, but uh, this is the place where where Jason Quick thought I maybe always lived when, when we first <laughs> knew each other. Uh, when I was a 26, 27 year old on the joining the Blazers beat, kind of out of nowhere. Uh, well, that's a story for another day. But. Um, they, this is Jason kind of uh, dismissed me as some sort of weird internet blogger who lived with his family and uh, lived with his mom in the basement. And mom I, in the basement. and I did not dismiss it. I said, yeah, that's, that's who I am. That's who I am. Cause I'm, I, I'll play along with a joke. And then for four more years, <laughs> Jason really believed I lived here. Um, and here I am uh, from live from my parents' home, live from my live from l- quite literally my mom's basement. So yeah, I've admitted to I've admitted to the folks. It's also like I watched a bad couple bad Blazer games this week, you know, with replacement players, and I had to stay up until one in the morning to do so. Um, so I've been putting in the I've been working hard in my mom's basement, literally staying up till wee hours in my mom's basement watching basketball, just like the good old days. When are we going to see you back in the uh, Rose Garden, Mike? Uh, we are coming back in theory on December thirty first, but it is oh, so the so, so the, the Hawks game, the Hawks game in theory. 
but I, there's a lot of snow between me and home. Um, so oh. it, like th- we're flying through Salt Lake City or whatever, and there's we've got an inclement weather report already from the airlines. So maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll be back on the first. I hope so. I'd, I love, um, I've really enjoyed my time here, but uh, I'd also love to get home and, and see home again in 2022. So uh, Jason, I'll, I'll probably see you Saturday, but we will see. Monday, isn't that Monday? Oh, it's Monday's game. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I, yeah. I'm, I got all my days back. It's too much time in my mom's basement. <laughs> I got my days confused. All right, right on. I look forward to it, Michael. I look forward to it as well, dear listeners. Subscribe to the Athletics so you can read Jason's work. Uh, you can find out why people are mad at him because he'll just write. He'll write paragraphs. You can read them and figure out why people are upset. Uh, also, he just he just does a great job covering the team and always has. Um, and if you want to get close to the team, there's nobody doing it better. Uh, also tell your friends to subscribe to the YouTube channel tell your friends to subscribe to the podcast wherever they already get podcasts wherever you're looking for us just search Locked On Blazers you'll find us appreciate you listening talk to you soon